0: Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Transformation Generation broadcast and podcast, depending on where you're watching from, whether it be History Makers TV, our YouTube channel. Take a moment and like and subscribe, or if you're listening by podcast on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, we want to welcome you to Transformation Generation. I want to dive right into our series that we have been courageously trying to trumpet and uh, be vocal about addressing many of the dysfunctions within the prophetic movement and looking for a more mature synergy between the apostolic and prophetic. One of the things that we seldom do, and it's almost become part of the, the culture of the prophetic movement, is not to look back at prophecies given and really analyze and address, hey, did this come to pass? Was this accurate? It's sort of a culture where you know we just we just whip out prophetic words here, there, and everywhere now with social media platforms that's even more so and so kind of anything goes. but in any forum, especially spiritually, where anything goes, anything else can come in <laughs> and so we end up having a number of things, a hodgepodge of Some things discernibly correct and some things not so correct. Uh, One of the questions that's often asked is why prophetic words, many of prophetic words today don't come to pass, especially if you study the landscape of political prophecies, different sectors, uh, certain world events just seemed like nobody saw coming, all of these issues. Now, just because a prophet or prophetic voice misses it or we didn't catch something on the radar doesn't mean that prophecy has passed away or prophets don't exist or that we shouldn't uh, put faith in prophetic words. The Bible exhorts us to pursue prophecy. So it's all good, prophecy is great. But addressing the dysfunctions is absolutely crucial. And, And I know most of what I'll say here is loaded. This is a trigger factor podcast. Uh, you know, but sometimes we need that shock for us to begin to think because we've been so conditioned over time within the insanity of the dysfunctional prophetic sector. Now, some voices are speaking to some of these things, but maybe not in the way that I will today. I would argue that over half of those prophetic words never come to pass or aren't even prophetic in nature, but are analysis, I saw this, I see that, and, and they have additives and preservatives even uh, added to the reality of the inspiration God was possibly trying to speak to that particular prophetic voice. God spoke the word to you, but once it hit Facebook, once it hit social media, uh, you added some things, changed some things, and, and this is really what goes on. We see a lot of that kind of manipulation today, which again goes back to what I spoke to in earlier episodes about if we see in part, if we prophesy in part, uh, if we're able to miss it, it shows what kind of weight we need to put on certain words that are just announced by the voice as this is for the whole body of Christ. Okay, what do we do with that? How do we know? (laughs) I wasn't in your dream that night. How do we know uh, whether this really is from God? And so God, as a brilliant, critical thinker, all-knowing, wise, just has a lot better for us than that when it comes to hearing the voice of God. It's also why, and we touched on this before in the New Testament dispensation of the prophetic, we're to judge certain words like this, especially if we're heralding them as this word alone is to steer the entire body in a particular nation, you know, or, or, or the world. And so I remember a time, and, and this is what had first alerted me to the power of the lying spirit or deceptive spirit that we are seeing become more and more prevalent within prophetic ministry. Uh, we're talking about the spirit of deception, and we're talking about one of the tools of Jezebel, the Jezebel spirit which has attempted to enter and hold territory through uh, the prophetic movement in these days. I remember a conference took place and this particular leader was hosting this conference and I I just happened to know some of the reality and background on this particular man. I knew he had a problem with uh, pathological lying. I knew a number of issues that, that were going on behind the scenes as I was part of even handling with a team this particular situation. Uh, He had invited in a well-known prophetic voice, respected, uh, had a track record where you could put weight uh, on the prophecies that she would release. She's known all over the world. And and I saw a fascinating dynamic take place when she flew into this conference and began to prophesy. I would, without uh, weighing too heavy, on this particular person, because that's not the goal. I want to focus on the principle, not the people involved in this. But I had never seen her so lacking discernment, so inaccurate, uh, and almost words that you would claim were just thrown out there um, just, just things that had no grounds. In fact, it was so overtly different than the way she is known to function that even senior leaders were saying, what in the world happened to so-and-so at, at that conference? And as I began to investigate and look into this, I saw that she had flown into and came under uh, a, a covering or a, a, a dome of a ministry that was built with lies there was lying, there was stuff that was going on, and she just kind of came under that, trusting this person, certain checks and balances not there, perhaps not even doing her due diligence, and came under that right in the meeting. It was so obvious for all to see. Does that mean we call that leader a false prophet or throw them out? Of course not. We all get off the plane jet-lagged at times. We're looking for the best in people. We come into these environments and, and... you know, we, we give the good report. But this was something so highly unusual. My antenna went up as it pertained to the lying spirit that I've begun to see enter a prophetic ministry. And not just in, in cases like that. Um, I believe that God is calling us higher to a place of go, returning to seeking his face and testing these waters again as it pertains to the genuineness and validity of prophetic words. It's why we just don't believe every particular uh, uh, word that we see. There was another instance in the last uh, several years where I saw another trusted uh, prophetic voice uh, began to get into what he was calling username prophecies and he said, very unassumingly, that you know the Lord told him to begin to believe for unusual ways of prophesying things, and he was on the set of a TV show, and he opened up his iPad and he said, the Lord's given him these names, these usernames, and he's going to call them out. And uh, he began to call out the usernames from his iPad, and of course, one of the usernames he called out was the cameraman uh, on set. And, And within a duration of time, we all started to kind of figure out that when you switch on the Wi-Fi setting on your iPad there, everybody's usernames come up that are in the room. (laughs) And, And listen, I am not. Everything I'm saying here is absolutely reasonable. There's nothing judgmental. There's nothing slanderous here. Uh, We are called to discern. This is purely discernment and when you look at a situation like that at the very worst it's manipulative and deceptive but at the very least, let's say it was genuine and he didn't see anybody's username in his iPad, at the very least I consider it to be unwise. Why would we as prophetic voices wanting the world to trust us, wanting the body of Christ to trust us, why do we have to gimmick things up for the wow factor? Why do we have to dress up some things that are holy, reverential? Uh, What is the goal? And this day and age of lights, camera, action, we're seeing more of the manufactured, more of the superficial, but what we don't realize is when we give ourselves a pass with cutting corners with integrity, we actually invite in a spirit just see law that for a moment when we cut corners with integrity and honesty and the pure prophetic we actually invite in a lying spirit and I want to give a scriptural basis for this uh, and it's a spiritual principle that it's important if we're looking for a pure prophetic a mature prophetic that can walk with the apostolic and see the, the mature man, Christ exhibited to the world we might need to get past some of the Google prophecies, some of the gimmicks that many of those out in the world are already using. In Las Vegas, in, in street, street vendor situations, we shouldn't look like the world, we just have to do better. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 11. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 11 says, And for this reason God sent them a strong spirit of delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth. For this reason, God sent them a strong delusion. When we choose lies over truth, when we forget to love the truth, in the passage prior to that, it talks about being a lover of truth. If we don't inject truth and hold to truth with such loyalty, love the truth above any possible platform, love the truth above Uh, our own reputation our own you know well trying to make a name for ourselves when we forsake the truth and cut corners with truth we open the door for a lying spirit or a spirit of delusion The spirit of delusion is fascinating. If you've ever heard of prophets become deluded or delusional off their own prophecies, and we would see this dynamic in the Old Testament, you start to get a hodgepodge of mysticism, some of it accurate, some of it deceptive, open to any spirit, and really the body of Christ doesn't move ahead. We actually offer very little to the unsaved, to the lost, uh, never the you know, talk less of transforming our nations or discipling our nations. But when the truth is not paramount in prophecy, we open the door to deception. When we fail to love the truth, we begin to embrace a spirit of deception. And we who normally do things a certain way, function as led by the Holy Spirit, are now being led by, by something else. All right, so now we've opened the door when we fail to love truth, and our prophecies become skewed. That's the reality. So the reason why some prophecies, many prophecies, are not coming to pass these days, and I say this with the fear of God, but without the fear of man, the reason many of them aren't coming to pass is because they're not really prophecies. Oftentimes they've been skewed, manipulated, tainted, uh, just things thrown out there. Many times they're not prophecies, they're just declarations hoping that God will back them up. And so when you begin to see the, 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 these words flooding the internet, flooding Facebook, there's just no valid way to check or to judge what's coming. So what weight can we really give to that? This again goes back to the need for functional prophetic. If God is giving a glorious word and it's been released from, from the purity of the prophetic voice, then we should judge that with reverence and love it and hold it and release it and try to see the body of Christ get get traction with something like that. I believe that God is calling us higher. I believe that God is calling us into a reset where the prophetic can really function alongside the apostolic with synergy because it's the pure prophetic. Now, along the lines of the lying spirit, there are some with with great intentions uh, who are... Uh, missing it even though they, they they see in part but their heart is in the right place but there are other prophetic voices beginning to emerge and we're seeing this now in an unbelievable way with what's called forensic prophetic where they're actually using a spirit of divination and it's something far more wicked far more intentional and we'll we'll touch on that uh, at another at another episode all right so the 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 last uh area of delusion and deception I want to get into is the area of demonic conspiracy and unholy agreement. I've also touched on this in our podcast series, but how does it relate to the lying spirit or spirit of deception? Uh, What I'm talking about is when prophetic voices will use what they're calling revelation or the word of the Lord to attack other leaders, to expose other leaders, to bring other leaders down. And, and they basically say, I had a dream about this person and and here it is. And, and when you really bring the poor guy before the courts of all the accusers, you find out there's nothing of this dimension that's tangible uh, as far as accusation. They've had dreams, revelations, they've had words, they have had all kinds of mystical experiences, and they're trying to render a judgment on this particular leader. I've seen the power of unholy agreement. When revelation is spread and deemed as truth, but it's really false, then leaders come into agreement around that, and it actually becomes a power structure that is, is absolutely charged with demonic power and witchcraft. It actually begins to operate like a curse through that particular faction of prophetic voices, and and the leader is just being torn down by by Jezebel, and so this is where I've uh, I've mentored and coached other leaders in these situations. That if you're going to tangle with the spirit of Jezebel in a nation or in, or in a region, you need to make sure you have proper power structures set up, authorities in your life, mentors in your life, people on a on a linear level next to you, and then people above you who are authorities in your life that can pray for you, cover you, and come into godly agreement against the accusations of Jezebel. So that's another part of it. When somebody doesn't want to know the truth, they just want to slander you, they just want to tear you down, and they use words, and they call people into agreement, demons will actually give these kind of dreams that are not accurate Uh, that are meant to tear down, destroy, and there's an accusatory weight to it and you know it when you feel it. And so this aspect of the spirit, the delusion that's given when you don't love the truth. Truth is a shield. Truth is a shield for the prophetic voice. Truth is a shield for the prophet. When you love the truth, God can give a pure, real word that has supernatural power to shift the church, to shift the region, to shift the nation, we need to get back to a place where we say, God, give me the pure word or I will not prophesy. I don't care what your speaking schedule looks like. Give me the pure word. If it's in its simplicity, fine. I will not prophesy without the pure word. A good friend of mine, Tony Kim, walked into a situation where he was under pressure from leaders to, to prophesy and to deliver at a certain level. And, and of course, it's, it's the conference. You, you bring in the speaker, and he actually had the maturity to say, I don't have a word in this situation. I think we need to get back to the respect of the prophetic voice as well as the body, that we don't pressure them to perform. I've often thought, imagine the pressure that a prophet feels, and I felt it at times in my own ministry, but those who reach a certain status or platform, when when the speaking tour starts up and they go from place to place, there's tremendous pressure to deliver something new, to deliver something dramatic, and all of that takes place, and and draws on and pulls on the soul of the prophet at times. I believe if we're going to embrace the prophetic voice, we as the body need to seek the face of God and say, Lord, whatever you have for us, deliver it through, the, through, through your prophets. And for prophets and prophetic voices to get back to a place of, Lord, I want the pure word, and if I don't have it, I won't prophesy. Truth must prevail within Christianity today. The world is looking for truth. God can only side with truth. He can only anoint truth. And when we cut corners with truth and integrity, we lose everything and we invite another spirit to come in and work through us, and our hearts begin to harden, and we find ourselves on stage, on some kind of platform, saying and doing things we never thought we would do. May the integrity of God visit the prophetic movement again. May we get back to the holiness of your word, the purity of your word. And Lord, would you protect your body and raise up prophets who are after your own heart who are after trumpeting and platforming your kingdom and not their own. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit historymakersacademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting-edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, History Makers TV.